Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. For the second time ever, two former number one overall draft picks will quarterback their teams against one another in the Super Bowl. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Sunday afternoon, the Cincinnati Bengals shocked the football world, defeating the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 in overtime to advance to the Super Bowl for the first time since 1989. Joe Burrow, a former Heisman Trophy winner and the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft by the Bengals out of LSU, threw for 250 yards and a pair of scores to help the Bengals topple a Chiefs team that was hosting its fourth straight AFC title game and looking for its third Super Bowl trip during that span. Former Montana All-American safety Colt Anderson, who played nine seasons in the NFL, is an assistant special teams coach on Zach Taylor's staff for the Bengals. In the NFC Championship game, Matt Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams defeated the San Francisco 49ers 20-17. Stafford was the number one overall pick in the NFL draft by the Detroit Lions back in 2009. Sunday, he threw for 337 yards and two touchdowns, each to former Eastern Washington All-American Cooper Cup as the Rams won the NFC title for the fifth time ever, including the first time since 2018. The Super Bowl 56 will take place at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on February 13th. Last season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers became the first team to play and win a Super Bowl on their home field. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Santa. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Hope you're having a great week. This song we're listening to right now, I've never heard before in my life. This is apparently the uh, the Cincinnati Bengals theme song. If you're paying attention over the weekend, who day the Bengals go to the Super Bowl for the first time since I was two years old. How about that? 1989, the last time Cincinnati Bengals were in the Super Bowl. Shocked the world. Going to the belly of the beast, upset the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. Unbelievable. Unbelievable result. Also an unbelievable result. In the, in the evening game as well, the Los Angeles Rams going back to the Super Bowl. So in two weeks, we'll have Rams versus Bengals, Super Bowl 56. So excited for that one. Martin Morningweg in studio with us. But before we get into the NFL and the weekend that was, both those two championship games and the retirement of the one and only Tom Brady. First, got to go to the Regis Brothers RV phone line. He called in during the first hour, but we were up against it. We had to get our legal ID and had to get out for the break. So we go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. Great friend and supporter of this show, Mike Nugent, a guy who is also proud host of the Grizz Fan Pod, a great piece of content out there for all you University of Montana followers. And, Nugent, we were talking practice bubble because the University of Montana rolled out their plan today and uh, lofty aspirations to have this thing done by the end of uh, the year. I was saying that I would prefer if they went down the brick-and-mortar route, but you have thoughts that maybe – uh, that's a lot more than what I was thinking. I was thinking that a brick-and-mortar route would cost two, three times as much as the $7.2 million they're going to put into it. But you're a guy that works in real estate, and you know this stuff a lot better than us. What are your thoughts initially just about this practice bubble, but also just sort of the, the differences between why you go this route rather than just building yourself a real indoor practice facility? It's a good question. But first of all, I called in right when you told us to call in, and then your guys in the back wouldn't let me through. So I was wondering how much, no, never mind. I'm not going there. Um, I'm curious you said one of the ones you listed was 20 plus million. Was that South Dakota state or North Dakota state? A South Dakota state's uh, indoor practice facility was, I believe 27 million. So South Dakota state is 27 million. And there's the one that has the full, full track and some bleachers around it. And that was even four or five years ago. That same facility would probably be 40 plus million dollars right now. Wow. I mean, building costs are crazy. So I, I get what you're saying. And I would love it if they could build a full, um, you know, brick and mortar building. But, you know, I, I just wonder what it's going to take for you to be positive about things. I, this is exciting. You know, they, they're going to be able to practice in January, sure. uh, you know, build it positive. But I just, I, I think it's probably not realistic to think that they could do it for 14 or even 21 million. Um, I'd, I'd be shocked if they could do it for under 30. Mike Dugit, call it in. Thanks for being here, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you soon. Marty Morningweg in studio with us. First of all, Coach, how's the weekend? How you doing? That was awesome. Let's eat. Hey, a big bubble. I like it. Uh, that'll help him down the stretch, and it'll help, I suspect, all athletes. Yeah. Will, you know, track and softball and yep. will, will be able to utilize that. In some manner, I suspect. Well, as I said in the in the first segment, off the top, I fully uh, am enthused about the the short term possibility of this. This will be a bubble if they can complete it by. Let's say they get this thing done by the end of the year by by November. If it's ready to roll when they're getting into the stretch run of the regular season and the playoffs, absolutely beneficial. The first year that it's built, it's probably going to be just fine. There's not going to be any maintenance issues or. You know, anything like that, any wear and tear or repairs or costs like that. I was more scrutinizing 
the long term of this, you know, because these bubbles, I've, I've seen them in the past, and they've probably improved uh, in the in the most recent examples I've seen in person. But they do have a, a shorter shelf life by a, a long ways. They do have some maintenance uh, costs and time that goes into that. So I'm just wondering what the, the long-term plan is. But as I said in the first hour as well, though, let's not let's not uh, dance around this. Bobby Houck wants to win a national championship in 2022, period. He thought they were pretty close this last year. They're going to do everything they can to fill the holes that he thinks they have remaining. And, oh, by the way, his number one son is an All-American safety for the Grizz and is going to be a senior. Coach Houck wants this thing done now so that Robbie Houck can play in his senior year. And I, I can't blame him. Why wouldn't you want that if you're a competitor? Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. I, I'll tell you, I mean, I coached in a bubble, uh, you know, in Philadelphia, and they had restrictions on how high it could be and uh, because we were in sort of a neighborhood in South Philadelphia, and so I'm sure some of that is occurring here. However... The, the positives are when it's bad weather, you could get inside and get some work done. The negatives are kicking, punting. Now, they can get it done. I sure. mean, they, they can do it outside. The room from the sideline to the to the actual ball, red zone off, all of those things you sort of had to work around. And I'm sure Bobby and the rest of the Montana Athletic Department will work around those minor issues. Thanks for the call again, by the way, from Mike Nugent. And uh, he texted me. He said he had one more thing to add. So sorry for cutting you off, Mike. We didn't mean to. Uh, but he said, I, I, if I could have finished, I would have said that I would like for them to wait and do it right. And so it is. It's kind of here or there. The fundraising and the arms race in college football is never going to stop. And the craziest part is how this has all evolved. $7.2 million is not that much money compared to, like, what a lot of these facility upgrades are. So I, I was initially worried if you take the 7.2, then you want to build a $40 million someday. Are you putting yourself $7 million behind in fundraising that? I think that both scenarios are are possible, though. I think they should get the practice, this indoor practice facility done now and then start trying to raise for the brick and mortar down the road. I'm with you. I'm with you. I will say a brick and mortar is is uh, that's real for answer. a football yeah. team for recruiting purposes. Uh, way better in in my opinion. But I am jacked up that Bobby and the crew are going to have a place to practice when the weather gets bad. Now I will say when I when we were in a bubble, the only time. We utilize a bubble is when we were forced to. Interesting. Because so where did you have a bubble at? Where, in Philadelphia. Oh, you guys did? Okay. Yeah, and and because many things, but equipment. Right. I mean, you got to get equipment in and out of, of the bubble. The film crew in and out of the bubble. All of those things. So, uh, and then the room, the actual room. And then, like you said, I think they must be way better nowadays because I remember the Dallas Cowboys sure. thing. You know, that, that and so so then that we would collapse, go, right? Yeah. A, a couple of people got really hurt. Yeah, and then so we go into our bubble and that wind's whipping and, and all sure. and we're going, uh oh, uh -oh. You know. <laughs> But uh I, I I don't think that will ever be an issue because they're way beyond that part of it, I suspect. The, the other thing is too, sometimes you, you think about the big parts of this and you don't think about the little things. So for example, Bobby Houck has always favored doing fall camp over at Dorn Blazer Field. That's one of my favorite parts of summer. You can go catch the Grizz on, you know, a Friday morning. 
I, you and I were down there watching practice a couple times. You get to see a bunch of people that are involved uh, in the University of Montana Athletic Department, and uh, that's all fine and good. When you're busing guys from the Champion Center to the Dorn Blazer Field just a couple blocks away during August, okay, the logistics work out okay. I'm so interested to see what's the procedure like to get them there, what's the funding like. It's not like it's a crazy bill to foot, but you do, or you're going to have to get guys from the locker room to the facility. That's what you were saying last week was – the ideal facility would be one that you could have an indoor where it's just right by the locker room and the guys can just walk right there, right? Correct. That's the that's the best. Uh, uh, and and now you have to have the room, right? You you have to have uh, 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 a room uh, f- uh, for kicking and putting and, and sure. you know all those things and and with room so you can really get some good work done inside. Otherwise, we were always outside, even if it was. 10 degrees. We were outside. Even if there was an inch of snow, we were outside. Typically, we would go in when it was wind, you know, too much snow, uh, just heavy, heavy rain, something like that. Then that's the only time we'd go inside. Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Alpine Touch. Coach Marty Morningwig in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is the Northwest Motorsports studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Montana, new to Missoula. You can find them here in the Garden City at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also check out the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest by visiting nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. What do you think of the new practice bubble? You can call us, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Any and all thoughts about facility upgrades at University of Montana or Montana State, or you want to talk NFL, whatever, call us or text us, 406-888-1029. Coach, last week we were sitting here talking about one of the wildest and most fun divisional weekends we've ever had. It kept on humming all weekend long from a variety of big splash coaching hires to the retirement of the GOAT, but did he really retire? We don't really know, to then two awesome games yesterday. So let's start first, though, just with the domination of, of the conversation that the NFL has attained. I mean, it's just truly amazing that there is nothing else that can happen in sports, and now the NFL has even reached in certain elements. There's nothing that can really happen in America that dominates more than when something like Tom Brady retiring. I mean, I heard from as many people that don't even care about sports as I did sports fans. It's amazing, this the brand and the messaging, and I mean, it's an, un, it's an unbreakable product. They dominate the conversation at all turns when it's football season. We've talked about this a couple of times, Coulter. The NFL has done a magnificent job with this parody thing. What great players, what excitement. I'll tell you what, the last six ball games, right? I believe five of them, if I'm not incorrect here, have been a three-point game. That's right. And then the the other one was who, who Buffalo, Kansas City, which right. was an overtime, overtime game, six-point so, game, right. two overtime games, all the rest uh, three-point games. So crazy drama. I mean, it is real-time drama with just some magnificent athletes, some great young quarterbacks. Uh, It just goes on and on. Why are so many eyeballs? Why are these tickets going for so much money? It's because of the on-field drama. It's so true. You spent so much time in the league. This is your first time sort of outside of it in close to three decades. 
What's that part like? I mean, are you even surprised by just the craze for all of this stuff? No, I am, because when you're <laughs> in it, right, you're focused. Tunnel vision, right? Uh, tunnel vision on <laughs> your football team right. and then your opponent, and that is it. That's it. You pay very little attention to outside influences. That's sort of the way that you have to operate. I'll tell you, my wife used to say my show, social skills have eroded over the years. Because <laughs> you're just used to hanging out with a bunch of coaches, that's it. Coaches, Players, same guys in a building, right. locked in, uh, basically 24-7 for seven months. Uh, I tend to think my social skills are pretty good. <laughs> but, but uh, so, yeah, so when you're in my position now and you get to step back totally. and look at the big picture, and I really tried this year to sort of evaluate players yeah. from other teams that I didn't have a recollection of coming out. Or, or uh, maybe some defensive players that I had not coached against sure. uh, for uh, uh, ever, maybe, or for uh, several years. And so, so when you do that and take take a step back and look at the big picture, what great excitement! I mean, I'm just amazed, and I'm going, oh, okay, now I, I kind of figured it out why people get so excited about NFL football games. On that note of, of the players that you were evaluating, is there anybody that you hadn't really watched or that you weren't very familiar with from your time coaching that has really stood out to you, that really struck you, that you were really you know, impressed with or taken aback by? Uh, not really yeah. that, that way. Sure. You, you know what got, got me was, was this was this uh, Cooper Cup man. Oh, buddy. I mean, I really like – you and I have talked about this sure. before, and, and Ozzie knew some love, and – what a great player. I mean, not not good. Oh. I mean, this guy is a great, great player. Uh, Cam Akers, great the player. runner, you know, Achilles, all of this, yeah. coming out of Florida State. He was kind of an all-around guy. And they tears okay. his Achilles, and, and people are wondering what his future is. Oh, you know. And, and here he is. What a great player he has turned into for that particular team. And so it's guys like that that I really uh, was interested in uh, when I ran across these people in, in these uh, NFL games. Very cool for me, because one of my f good friends and a guy that's always been so gracious with his time, even no matter what spotlight he's been under, is Colt Anderson, a long-time University of Montana safety, and uh, a guy that played in the NFL for close to a decade, and now an assistant coach on Zach Taylor's staff for the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals headed back to the Super Bowl, first time since 1989, Colt joined us last week on the show on Friday. You can find that interview on the Nuanas Now podcast. Very good interview. Fun hearing from Colt talking about a variety of things. We talked about Tommy Mallott, uh, the sort of the new favorite son of Butte, and Colt doesn't mind sharing the spotlight. He's he's uh, he's cool with with giving a little love, even if Tommy Mallott plays for the Bobcats and Colt was an all-time great Grizz. But congratulations to him and his family, and, and very cool for them to you know sort of leave Montana for the first time to pursue the coaching dream and, and have it go like this. Do you remember just your first time making it to the Super Bowl? Because that it must just be like a second-to-none memory. That must be such a thrilling moment. I'll tell you what, it happens fast, Colter. Yeah. I mean, you're, you you play uh, a playoff game and then maybe another play, and then you're in the championship game, which means an awful lot. And then one week, typically, you're in the Super Bowl. On occasion, it was a two-week gap, Yeah. right? Uh, and that was my first one where it was a two-week gap. So that first week you did all of your work, both on and off the field. And then you went to the Super Bowl, and we were there for about a week. 
uh, and we made some just minor adjustments and kept the fellas sharp. But we were on the field, got up, and got off the field typically in that week. Now the team we were playing, they took a different avenue. Sure. Bill Parcells with the New England Patriots. They had the pads on Super Bowl week. So two different, yeah, two different philosophies. Now both of them work, sure. right? But two two significant different philosophies. So, but it was all about the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I think I went out to eat one time sure. late in the week, and that was it. It was all about the ring. Where was the Super Bowl that that first year? That, you... that was in New Orleans uh, with, with New with Orleans, wow. Green Bay. Yeah. So, I mean, there were some outside influences, no and, question. And and Coach Holmgren. Uh, he, we didn't have bed check or anything like that. There, there were men. Uh, let's let's just make sure we we are ready for the Super Bowl. And I tell you, the the pregame speech he he gave was 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 awesome. And you know, back then the Super Bowl w- w- wasn't worth quite as much as it is now in cash to the players. But he brought the cash in and had a sheet over it and said, oh, wow. "Fellas, this is what we're playing for." Oh wow! You know, and a huge stack of money like they do at the World Series of Poker. You know, and <laughs> then they go heads up for the last two. But uh, so. Uh, congratulations to Colt. You know, Colt, now I go through his up-top brand for, sure. my, for my hats, for my camp. My wife and I were at the Mo Club the other day for yep. a burger and yep. a beer. And, and now uh, I've been uh, following him in the coaching profession. Congratulations. And he does a great job in Butte raising money he does. for kids as well. He, what an all-around. He's done just fabulous. His family is fantastic. So congratulations to Colt and the Cincinnati Bengals. Very cool. It's uh, very awesome to see how he's he's given so much back. And also so interesting to th- think that when Tim Houck had his one foray in college coaching, because co- Tim Houck played 13 seasons in the NFL and then coached for quite a long time in the NFL as well. But he did have his one stint back at his alma mater coaching safeties for the University of Montana. And he ad- identified Colt as a guy that could go from a walk-on to an All-American, and Colt listened to everything Tim ever told him. And I find it so fascinating that they had such parallel careers. You know, these two undersized safeties from Montana will just knock the snot right out of you when they were playing, and then they both get in the coaching world. And Tim, he's got himself a Super Bowl ring from when he was in Philadelphia, and now Colt has a chance to get one too. So pretty cool the parallels between those two guys. We're piling up the bling Gotta in love the it. state of Montana, Coulter. Gotta love Let's it. get another one. That would be amazing if the Cincinnati Bengals got another one for sure. We're going to get into the uh, weekend that was and some of the matchups, or uh, this this current matchup for the Super Bowl, both in the in the next segment and uh, next week, too, leading up to the big game. But Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg here on Nuanas. Now, a couple quick hitters for you, Coach. First of all, your reaction to Tom Brady. Is he done? Is he not done? What, I guess nobody knows. Yeah, I he... I will say this. I, I just stuttered because I don't know. Right, totally. I'm not sure he knows yet. Totally. However, he did mention way back when that his goal was to play till he was 45. Well, it's 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 here. Uh, the one thing that so that wouldn't surprise me because of that. What little I know of Tom, and I do know him a little bit. The thing that would surprise me is he's playing at all time high level. Totally. And for for him to walk away at this point, uh, would surprise me just a little bit. It is very difficult to walk away from the game when you're at the top. I mean, it is difficult, difficult. Very few people can do it. Most of the time, Coulter, 
All 32 teams have to say no by right, the time a right. player realizes he's done. I was having such funny laughs thinking about this, thinking about Tom Brady trying to watch games next year and just thinking, well, I'm better than that bum. I'm better than that bum. And it's it's not like some guys saying that. He is better than all of the bums and all the really good guys, too. He's still better than almost everybody in the league. Yeah, now, Coulter, there's not too many bums. Well, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, Just, there's that's exactly there's right. great ones and there's solid ones, <laughs> and then there's guys that are struggling right. just a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a difficult thing. I, I, I know this. It takes two, three, four years for a player that hasn't played, that's out of the game, mm -hmm. to actually mentally realize that he is never going to play again. Now, with Tom, that might be a little different because he's 44 or 45 right now, so right. that may be a little bit different. But those 26, 27, 28-year-olds, it takes a while mentally for them to realize, I'm not going to ever play again. A couple other uh, coaching moves in the league. Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills, who also has some Nick Saban ties from his time at Alabama. He lands as the head coach of the New York Giants. And then Las Vegas, the Raiders make a big splash. They hire Josh McDaniel, comes to the Bill Belichick coaching tree. But maybe even more impactful, from my opinion, is they also hired Dave Ziegler, who has been the player personnel guy in New England. So uh, your thoughts on, on these two hires. First of all, I mean, Dable has been tearing the league up. Uh, the last couple of years, but he also has a pretty special player in Josh Allen to, to coordinate through. What do you think of that fit with New York? With Dable? Yeah. Uh, he's earned it. Yeah, he's uh, earned it for sure. What a great job that the Buffalo Bills and Brian have done with the team, the offense, and especially that quarterback because that quarterback had to progress. You and I have talked about this before, specifically with his accuracy. That's right. And they got it done. So I would expect the Giants to be able to turn this thing around here quickly. And you can do it pretty quickly in the NFL Over if here. you do it right. No question. And then Josh McDaniels got a shot before. Uh, the fact that he's getting another shot, I think he'll be more ready for it this time because he's a little older, been around the league a little longer. But more importantly, though, he's going to have continuity with the GM because Ziegler has been in New England. They've been together. And that's an important part of this, right? It is. The, the personalities, the relationships, the trust – uh, go a long, long way. couple three-point games, Championship Sunday. We'll break it down for you and give you an initial preview of Super Bowl 56. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Marty Mordenweg here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Would just love that you and I sit here talking football <laughs> and listening to Willie Nelson. Welcome back, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for being with us here on your Monday, Marty Morning In studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. It is the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Hope you're having an outstanding start to your week. Let's make it better. Monday afternoon quarterback presented by Alpine Touch. We have a Grand Slam package from Alpine Touch. That's going to get you the all-purpose, the garlic blend, the pepper blend, all the best spices they got to offer. We'll send it right to your doorstep. All you got to do is call us. Give us your information. Call our number 3-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. 888-1029. 888-1029. 
1029. Call us right now. Alpine Touch Grand Slam package coming right at you. The other thing I've been getting into, the sunflower seeds. The spits. Gotta love it. Uh, I was having some this morning. They're delicious. I know it's winter, so it's not really spits season, but regardless, go check those out online as well. There's a, they're available at alpinetouch.com. Coach, the games yesterday, thrillers. And uh, for the first two and a half quarters of the game in Kansas City, it didn't look like it was going to be a thriller. The Chiefs were straight rolling. Mahomes has one of his famous sidearm rollout strikes to Tyree Kill for a touchdown. But then right before the half, a weird moment. And Andy Reid even said this in the in the uh, halftime interview. He said, I let Patrick Mahomes call his own play. Mahomes, it looked like, was supposed to take a shot to the end zone on what was supposed to be the last play of the half. Instead, he checks down, and boom, the half ends. And for whatever reason, then the Chiefs sort of unraveled after that, and the Cincinnati Bengals rally from a 21-3 deficit, come all the way back and win 27-24 in overtime. Awesome rally by the Bengals, but also sort of a weird meltdown by the Chiefs. We're not used to seeing Kansas City do that. I've never seen it, uh, Mahomes, play like that. You know, like he did in the second half. In fact, my son, my oldest son, who's coaching in college at SMU Texas, we had a conversation, and I told, I said, that's why a quarterback, and especially an active quarterback, must be very, very disciplined within his movements. You know, right. turn it loose right. and trust your right. instincts, but let's be disciplined here. That's the first thought. I, uh, Patrick Mahomes got a little undisciplined after that play you were talking about. That's one of his only weaknesses, right? Well, I didn't. I've never seen right. that as right. a weakness. He's always been very disciplined. What does that mean? Well, that means understand what you can get away with. All of a sudden, in the second, he's taking sacks down in the red zone. Right, right, right. Throwing the ball. I mean, it was it was a little. In fact, I told my wife we were watching together. I said. He's playing like there's something wrong with him. Right. You know, and, and and I will tell you, I've been through it now, Coulter. At the end of half, you screw that thing up, and I'm a big believer. I, I, I know the mojo. Yes. Momentum is real. One of the worst things other than Dallas walking off the field without even an opportunity to throw into the end zone is when your team walks off the field and you're on the one-yard line, you go in at half, and you didn't score a point. That's a very bad feeling and tough to get over. There's many games that I've been where, well, well, there's two that come right to my mind. We stuffed Atlanta in Atlanta one time uh, on the one-yard line right before half. They were up by a score. They did nothing in the second half. Then we had one in Tampa where we scored no points right before half. Now, this was a little closer scoring and lost on a 62-yard field goal. So that moment, we didn't do much in the second half after that either. So that momentum, that mentality, that goes a long way when you even just kick a field goal uh, at the end of half. You, you kick a field goal right there, and you're up 24-10, to 10, and then you get the ball out of halftime. That's a steep hill for the Bengals to climb. You get a touchdown there, I mean, that's almost insurmountable. Wilder things have happened, but if you go into the locker room up 20 and you got the ball out of halftime, you're going to be in severe control of that game. And uh, I do. I think that was a, a little bit of a missed opportunity there for the Chiefs, yeah. and it helped the Bengals in their rally. Yeah, just momentum and mentality. Now, the analytics almost always will say, go for it. Yes. And, however, the analytics don't compute the mentality of all of those players. It yep. doesn't compute momentum. Yeah. 
So I was surprised that Patrick did that. And what I can, without having talked to Andy sure. or Pat or any of the guys on the staff that I know really well, I do believe that it was a whole boom right down the middle. And now they practice that. Everybody practice that. And you need to throw that ball on time and in rhythm to get another play or and you go for it or you kick the field goal. Patrick reset yes. and threw it out in the flat. Check down, yep. And and he got tackled like the four, and then they go in with their heads down at halftime without scoring a point. It shows you how fast quarterback reads have become in the NFL, too, because we re- we rewatched it on my brother's DVR like four times, and you could see they did. They wanted Travis Kelsey on the little stick route, and the Bengals, the guy was actually, he played it wrong, but he was standing right in front of him, and Mahomes saw it and then checked down to Tyree Kill, and he, I just think he didn't really know where Tyree Kill was, and so then they get stuffed, and all the way down... Uh, that's why you have to practice right. it many, many times because it's it, instinctually you will go through a progression. So I got to the point where it was one to throw away on time and in rhythm. So there will never be uh, a progression to it uh, just because at halftime, I just am a big believer. Uh, you know, there's some outlying type of scenarios, but big believer in getting the points. NFC Championship game, the Los Angeles Rams take down the San Francisco 49ers 20-17. to uh, Sort of ugly game in certain elements. Our guy Cooper Cup, though, man, just unbelievable, man. He's, he's a walking first down. If he's not getting a first down, he's getting a touchdown. I read an amazing statistic. Of his 135-plus catches, whatever the exact number was, he caught 99 balls for first downs this year and then another 14 touchdowns. That's a... That's a significant play more than 100 times. I don't think that there's ever been somebody that did that. That's pretty amazing. But he was lights out again yesterday, 11 for 142 and two touchdowns. That's production. You know, the best offenses in the NFL have a high yards per attempt. So you get a receiver that's got high yards per attempt. That typically wins an awful lot of games for you. And I'll tell you what, I'm flashing back a little bit, but in these last six games... One play anywhere in the game could have changed the outcome of the game. Right. That's the high drama that we get to watch with the NFL on the tel- television. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Mornenway. He's in studio with me as we do the second hour of each Nuanas now here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television presented by Alpine Touch. Thanks for to Chad and Craig and the boys for being involved with us, as they always are. Great supporters of us here at ESPN Radio. All right, Coach, the uh, the number one thought I had coming out of these last two weeks was there's all this speculation about, uh, and now Tom Brady's a part of the speculation with his potential retirement. Aaron Rodgers maybe on the way out uh, in Green Bay. We'll see. There was all the speculation that maybe Aaron Rodgers is going to Denver. But all I, all I kept thinking was Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert for the Los Angeles Chargers, Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, and Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. You got four dudes who've all been in the league for four years or less, who are all 25 years old or less, who all are already signed up to massive contracts with their teams. The AFC is going to be dynamite, and so I don't know if any of these older guys want to get in the mix with these guys. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's right. In fact, uh, 
you, you've got some other young quarterbacks that I really like and have a connection to with Lamar Jackson. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, and and they they didn't have quite the year they wanted, and then and then of course in in Philly you've got Jalen Hurts, who I think. And with a, a little bit better team around him, and as they sure. build that thing, uh, we'll, we'll play lights out and get his team into some of these championship type of games as well. But these young quarterbacks, I mean, what what a great, great group. And, and Aaron Rodgers, and if Tom comes back, they have their hands full They're going against these top guys. The other dynamic I wanted to talk to you about is that it's becoming more common because quarterbacks are so so much more advanced at a young age to acclimate to the NFL game. But it used to be you wouldn't win a Super Bowl until you'd been in the league for quite a little while. Like, you had to get your bearings. Well, now, if and when you win a Super Bowl, though, when you're young, now you got this entire new dynamic. Now everybody expects you to win all the time. And in professional sports, it's just never that easy. LeBron James, you know, his famous press conference when he goes to Miami, we're not going to win three, four, we're going to win five, six, seven. It's like, no, you're not, buddy. You're never going to do that because Steph Curry and Dirk Nowitzki and all these other great players, they still exist. And here LeBron James is, you're 19. He's got four rings. That's all-time great stuff. But, I, I mean, I remember hearing when Patrick Mahomes won a Super Bowl when he was in year two. Maybe it's year three because I guess he set out that first year. But regardless, he, he went to the Super Bowl before he was 25 years old, and people were thinking, well, how many rings is this guy going to win? He's going to contend with Tom Brady. It's just never that easy. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers. He won one early. We saw one with Russell Wilson. He won one early. Those guys have never been back. I, I feel like handling that pressure, though, Rodgers went through it as much as anybody. You won one, and then you, you have a hard time getting back, and the pressure is as, as difficult as the task. So... I'm not saying I'm worried about Mahomes, but I do think that's one thing he's going to have to conquer is the weight of the expectation that was steeped upon him winning a Super Bowl at such a young age. Two things come to mind. You know, you left out a couple, too, like Brett Favre sure. won oh, yeah. one. You, you, I mean, you were there when Brett Favre yeah. won one as a very young man. How old was Favre then? Like 26, uh, probably? Yeah, he was probably five years in the league. Four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Four, five, five, probably. Sure. Yeah. So I think he's drafted. Steve Young won one. Totally. You know, so. I, and the great Dan Marino. None. He got to the Super Bowl in, I believe, his second year. Totally. And never got back again. And the the the, the thought process was, oh, my gosh, how many times is this man going to show up in a Super Bowl? Totally. And how many is he going to win? So very, very difficult thing to win a game in the NFL. You better be wired, right? And the preparation and the hard work, there is no substitute for that. And for a now a 17-game season, uh, and that doesn't include preseason, and playoffs, you better be wired in. I will tell you uh, the, the, the next thing. Playing your very best, the whole football team, down the stretch and into the playoffs. And we've got, well, several teams. I mean, you look at these last six games. I thought all of those teams were playing their best. Now, Kansas City played poorly, I thought, in the second half of that ball game. But... Playing, playing great down the stretch. Health has sometimes uh, 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 something to do with that. Now, the court, getting back to the court, my second thought on the quarterbacks, why it's so hard. Yes. And because the analytics guys, you know, these guys from Yale and Harvard and all these really smart. You have to win a Super Bowl in a great quarterback's first contract. That's the new thing in the NFL, for sure. Well, and I'm going, really? And, and 
Well, it's because of the salary cap ramifications. Well, what happened in Seattle? Yes. Russell Wilson wins the Super Bowl and then goes back to the one the, the next year. And then Russell Wilson signs one of the biggest contracts in NFL history. And the Seahawks can't re-sign Michael, uh, uh, who's the, the edge rusher. I, regardless, they, they couldn't re-sign uh, Camp Chancellor and Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett is who I'm thinking of. You know, and it, it hurts you. I mean, yeah. I see it with the Vikings, too. That's not on the Super Bowl level, but the Vikings had one of the best defenses in the league. They signed Kirk Cousins, and they can't pay Everson Griffin and Xavier Rhodes and some of the best defensive players in the league. So it's it's true. Exactly. And that's where the, the that's my other worry for the Chiefs. Yeah, so. They just gave so, Patrick Mahomes so much money. So, you've got to do the Tom Brady situation right. where you sign. It might look huge, and all that, but it's fairly cap friendly and i believe that patrick his contract was semi cap friendly for the long haul now these guys can make so much money off the field nowadays totally. that it's a little bit easier but you have agents involved you've got family and friends involved you've got financial guy you've got all these guys involved especially the agent that is battling because this agent signs a cap-friendly contract. Well, other agents are hammering him with cl- possible clients, and it, it's just got a lot of fingers to it. So that player, that quarterback, has to have some big shoulders and go, this is how we are going to operate. The agent works for the player. If your NFL team is bad, a lot of times now fans are smart enough to realize Let's just be bad for a year or two, trying to get that number one pick. I was shocked by this, though. Number one overall draft pick quarterbacks have only met in the Super Bowl one time before Joe Burrow and Matt Stafford will square off. We'll talk about that dynamic and more. Keep it right here, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, Marty Morningweg, in studio with me on Nuanas Now at ESPN Radio. Introducing Sportsbet Montana, powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in the excitement of Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegiate and professional, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, NASCAR, and more. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you in on the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you have the chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is secure and interactive. Learn more at sportsbetmontana.com. ESPN Radio. We've been talking about Jackson ever since the fire went out. I'm going to Jackson. I'm going to mess around. Yeah, I'm going to Jackson. Look out, Jackson Town. Imagine if uh, like a premier music star now just did a bunch of concerts from prisons. It's crazy that Johnny Cash did that. Well, I mean, it worked for him. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I mean, I've never thought about it, but why somebody else didn't do that, right? I don't know. And maybe, maybe uh, uh, Johnny Cash is the only man that could have pulled it <laughs> off. That's right. A little Johnny Cash for you here on your Monday. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Marty Mornaway in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, talking all things NFL playoffs. And Coach, just got about five and a half minutes left, but I want to talk to you about this dynamic. The Cincinnati Bengals will play the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow 
has proven that if you nail it with that number one pick, you can turn it all around. And it's not just Joe Burrow. They have a, a phenomenal team. They have great skill players. They set the table up for him to come in there. And when you got weapons like Joe Mixon and T. Higgins and, I mean, Jamar Chase, one of the transcendent talents I've seen come into the league, unbelievable. But that said, it does show you, you can go from worst to on the precipice of first pretty darn quick. That said, I heard all over talk radio today, this gives teams like the Lions and the Jaguars and all these teams hope. The thing is, though, the Bengals, although they did have a couple down years, they're a very stable franchise. And I, to me, that's why they're in this position. Two things come to mind, Coulter. First, they acquired a great, great young quarterback. Absolutely. Now, staying on that subject, the most impressive thing, but because we know that the man's talented and he's he can play the quarterback position at a high level, all of those things. But the most impressive thing to me is him coming off that ACL uh, and not a year a ago. Yeah, I mean, most of the time now, maybe they're better at it nowadays sure. with both the both the surgeons, with the rehab, with all those things. Okay, or he's just sort of built to play the game. Well, he's a, he, people forget too. Joe Burrow is a freak athlete. I mean, Joe Burrow was two-time Ohio Gatorade Player of the Year in basketball. Right. He was a Division One basketball recruit too. Like. There was there's the infamous interview when he when he first was out of LSU where someone asked him, what do you think he would do in the NBA? He goes, I could score 12 to 15 points. So he's got the, the athleticism, but he also has just insane confidence because who says that? And he was totally authentic in saying that too. Well, confidence is like a magic pill. <laughs> right, man. exactly. Uh, you can go a long way just with confidence. But he's got it all, right? But coming off that ACL, man alive, that, that is an impressive thing because I've coached men who – yeah, they'll play the next year, but then it might take them another year yes. to get back to close to where they were. It looks like Joe Burrows, he is just rolling. The second thing that comes to mind is ownership with that young coach there. He had trouble winning a game in his first year, and then, right. and then Taylor, they draft yeah. a great young quarterback, and then, and then it doesn't go well for him, and mostly because Joe got hurt. Sure. I would say most of the ownership around the NFL, there would have been a new coach in there. And and they hung with the coach who had trouble with I think he might have won eight games in two years, something right, like that. Right. And and now it's come to fruition in every positive way you can imagine. The best example of that was this, the most striking stat from the NFC Championship game was that Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are the two longest tenured head coaches in the NFC besides Pete Carroll. They both only bad their jobs for four years. This is their fifth season each. That, that shows you how fast it, it turns over. And I'll tell you about both of those coaches in the Super Bowl, Sean McVay. Yeah. Heck, I was coaching San Francisco. His daddy, John, uh, granddad. Sure. John McVay yep. was Bill Walsh's right-hand man, helped build the Niners into what, what they were and still are. And then the man from Cincinnati, I believe his dad is a, is a high school coach, and his father-in-law is Mike Sherman. So both of those young men, who was a great NFL Absolutely. Head coach, both of those young men have grown up with the game since they were probably two or three years old. They've been on the field and around it with their dads and granddads. Joe Burrow, the number one overall pick in 2020. Matt Stafford, the number one overall pick in 2009. Those two quarterbacks squaring off against each other only the second time. Number one overall picks have squared off against each other. The other time, 
Cam Newton versus Peyton Manning back in the 2016 Super Bowl. So interesting tidbit for you there. Coach, we only got about a minute left. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Mornawag. Just initial thoughts on this game. We're going to talk all about it next week. That's actually fun that we have a Pro Bowl break because we'll have a whole week to preview this thing. But just initial thoughts on this matchup. I'll tell you what. It's going to be a lower type scoring uh, 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 t- type of game, I suspect, right? Uh, the, the Rams' defense looks fantastic. And Cincinnati's defense, it looked like against the Chiefs, that there was something wrong defensively in the first half. Right. And then in the second half, what did they hold the Kansas City Chiefs to three points? Yeah, that's right. In the second half and into into overtime. So I, I think highly of these two defensive football teams. Absolutely. We'll have more for you next Monday, Monday afternoon quarterback. And we here at ESPN Radio will be back at it. Tomorrow, jam-packed show featuring Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz, Montana State head coach Danny Sprinkle, and much more. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. Nuanas now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get com- Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.